It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour as always. It'll be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I generally do this every single week. I love meeting my online friends in person for the first time. It's usually a very good experience. This weekend, I had a great experience just hanging out and talking with a new friend of mine at Barnes & Noble, and we had a lot in common. Situations like this happen much more often when we decide to be our authentic selves, whether it's online or offline. I find that people are afraid of being who they really are. Uh, It can cause barriers in relationships, whether they're personal or professional. If you truly believe that you bring value to others, there's no reason to be anyone other than yourself. Not being yourself robs others of the experience that only you can bring to the world. So with that in mind, I do want to encourage you to try a couple of things this week. Number one, meet somebody from social media who you've not met in person before. And number two, just be yourself. If someone doesn't embrace who you are, then the fit probably isn't very good to begin with. Why waste time and energy trying to impress someone who's not a good fit for your circle? Just be you. I promise it's enough. With that in mind, I do want to introduce my guest. My guest this week is Joe Rachowski. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Joe Rachowski is the world's leading career transition expert, helping people find true happiness and fulfillment in their careers. Joe helps high school and college students make a successful transition from school into the working world with expert career coaching and tools. He also helps establish professionals who are laid off or seeking a change to make a successful transition with expert career coaching and tools as well. These transitions are assisted with his revolutionary career triangle system, focusing on three key areas in one's career, career path, personal development, and financial mastery. In an effort to proactively help both companies and individuals, Joe provides expert team-building events from basic team goal-setting seminars to more extensive firewalk seminars. These team-building events not only help him to strengthen a team, but also to turn that team into a high-performance team. Joe's programs, coaching, training, and team-building increase employee happiness and production through positivity and the elimination of fears, doubts, and limiting beliefs. At one point, Joe settled in his career, choosing a career path that was not his true calling. He also made many financial mistakes, bringing him to near financial ruin. But Joe turned his life around and his finances and now uses his life experience to help and serve others. He has a 20-year career in customer service, call center, information technology, nonprofit, multimedia, and governance, working his way from a phone representative to senior leader that developed major key initiatives at solving internal career laddering and employment engagement challenges. Joe is an expert in employee development and motivation with certifications in life coaching and firewalk instructor training. We will discuss this and so much more during the show today. Here is my guest, Joe Rychowski. Joe, how are you? Good, Brian. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here today. Hey, you're very welcome. So here's the first question I ask everybody. Tell us how you got started, uh, what you overcame, things you learned, and how you got to where you are now. 
Great. That's a very great question. And I think really how I got started was over the years, you know, I was in corporate America and it seemed like every two years uh, my division or department was either getting laid off, you know, business was uh, cutting costs and merging with another business. Uh, back in the 90s, it was uh, financial merger mania with banks and uh, those types of institutions. And so probably about two or three years ago, you know, I was looking for jobs and just got very frustrated with the process. Things would go into a black hole. You wouldn't be able to you know, get a call back when you submitted a resume. I've submitted hundreds of resumes, didn't hear anything from anybody. And then it would just kind of drive me nuts and we'd get frustrated because every two years, like I said, I'd be laid off or uh, my department would be gone away. So I started thinking, I said, well, this is a big problem out here. So many people like me are in the same boat. And I've got all this experience in hiring people, interviewing, creating career laddering. So there's got to be a better way to do this. So after uh, back in 2015, about a little over a year ago, I uh, got laid off again and said, you know, it's time for me to be an entrepreneur. Uh, just the, the stars have aligned in the right way. And I said, you know, it's time for me to get back and do something. And this is what I'm truly passionate about. And originally it kind of started out, maybe I need to do a job board because of that frustration. But I said, I think there's a real imminent need here right now and a danger for people like myself when you're an established professional, you get laid off and the wheels come off. And what do you do? Um, it, it's a frustrating process. And then I started thinking, well, you know, that that's sort of the person just like me. And then also, too, I said, well, when I started out early in my career, I got to this point, I really settled. You know, I went in for film and, and television production and, you know, I really didn't go in that direction. I went into financial services, just took a job, settled, got money um, and, and did some things that weren't that great, but, you know, overcame all those challenges. And I said, you know, that, that high school student and that college student seeing those chairs and those auditoriums listening to people, that's just like me. You know, I was out there, had, you know, basically the world in my hand and ready to go attack the world and, and do something and I just settled. So, um, I think over the last year, really, it's been an interesting journey, really learned a lot about myself, you know, the ability to, to get things done and just pursue my dreams, really. And, and that's where I'm at. And it's been a great experience so far. That's awesome. So how did you discover your purpose? So I think my purpose was, uh, you know, I was sitting on the train ride home when I got laid off in, in corporate America. And I'll never forget it. You know, I called my wife and said, hey, you're not going to believe this. I just got laid off again. And she said, wow. And I said, yeah, basically the entire department and she was scared and I was scared. And I just remember being calm at the time. And I just remember saying, you know, this is an opportunity here. Most people see that issue as a negative and say, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? I got a panic at all these things going on. I see, no, there's an opportunity here. I've got a little bit of time. And this is a frustrating area. And I was already looking you know, for jobs. And I just said, you know, th this might be my calling. It just kind of came to me on the train ride home. And I remember it was just a sunny day and, and the sun was out. And it just felt right. It just felt natural. It was one of those things where it, it's kind of hard to explain how it all came together, but it just seemed like that was the moment on that train ride home after I hung up my wife and said, you know, this is this is my time now. This is my shot, and I've been thinking about this for a little bit, and it's, it's just time to do it and go all in. Yeah, and I remember one time uh, when I lost a job, there was an incredible sense of calmness about me, and I don't know why, but right. I took that as a sign as well. And right. I I love that because – when you are at peace with who you are and what you are brought in the world to do, things like that don't phase you. It just means, okay, I guess uh, lane change, detour, yeah. plot twist, you know? Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. if you don't have that, and it's okay if you don't because you can always figure out what you're meant to do. The signs will, will steer themselves in your direction if you're looking for them. But if you don't have a clear purpose in mind, then any little thing can derail you physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, right. if you don't have a strong foundation. 
Yeah, that, that's exactly it. And I think, you know, I had been grounded in a good foundation of, of really being comfortable with myself. I think early on in, in my career, I was very fearful of things. I didn't take a lot of risks. I wasn't confident. And over the last couple of years, you know, I just got really confident, started taking a lot of risks. And I think it's a big part of it, too. I really started doing a lot of personal development, which I hadn't done. And that's one of the areas I, I teach high school and college students because I remember walking down the aisle, getting my, you know, degree in college. And I said, that's it. No more books, no more learning, nothing. I'm done. And I, you know, really uh, lost out on a lot of opportunities and a lot of promotions. And I think that just sort of hit me too. And I said, you know, if I had learned a lot more, I probably could have been better where I was. And, you know, but doing those things a couple of years ago really got me to this point too, just being calm, confident and knowing really who I was at my core. And I was very comfortable with it and said, Hey, if this doesn't work out, I can always find another job somewhere. Or if not, here's three or four moves I can make. So I'd already kind of planned where I was going. So by the end of the train ride home, it was about a 45-minute train ride, I just said, you know, I got, I got my idea. And that night I wrote all my goals and objectives down, and it all came together pretty quickly. And it was very clear, which was nice. Doesn't that just make you feel a whole lot better when you see it sitting in front of you and, and then you think, I could do this? Yeah, you know, that's the thing. When you see when you see the possibility in front of you, you're like, wow, this is a, a huge area to help people. Because I've made a lot of mistakes in my career, as I said, you know, settling, uh, not doing some things well with financial planning, you know, not setting up a 401k right away, getting involved in things I shouldn't have, you know, in some cases racking up some credit card debt. We all do that. You know, we, we, mm-hmm. we make mistakes. But I just felt when I started seeing all this in front of me, like it all came together. I said, you know, this is an opportunity here to really go back and, and teach students because nobody's really teaching that good you know, financial mastery that we need because we get into our careers. Oh, we got this money. Let's go here. Let's go travel there. Let's go out with our friends to dinner. Before you know it, you're racking up all this credit card debt. You're really not paying attention to your financial health. And that's a huge struggle for so many people out there right now. And then the piece of it where, you know, I get laid off again and I had some friends and family that were laid off and everybody's panicking. And they're like, how are you so calm? There's something wrong with this. And now I said, I just feel at peace with it. And I just feel it's my time and I'm ready to do this. And you got to be confident and comfortable with yourself, and that's that's the yeah, key. You're right, exactly. And we'll we'll talk more about your career and what you're doing as the show progresses along. But what I do want to ask is, do you feel like all the things that went wrong earlier in their life set the foundation for where you are now, and it helps you relate to people? Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, I probably made every mistake that you could probably make in your career. You know, as I said, not taking risks. Um, you know, messing up on, let's say, performance reviews and things, not putting all, all effort into certain things. Sure, I mean, there, there was a lot, of, a lot of things I could have done better. You know, I could have applied for, for jobs internally that I saw and I, I sort of held back on. I said, ah, maybe I'm not ready. I didn't have the confidence. And, and I just felt all those things, you know, kind of growing up in my career got me to this point and said, you know, I made these mistakes and I, I lost in some of these opportunities. I could go back and teach people this because I could have probably had such a whole different career and as I said, it's just like this is my moment now to help people and do this. So exactly. Yeah. I find sometimes when I've been in companies and job openings have come up, I sometimes have hesitated because I wasn't sure if I really wanted right. to be there for the rest of my life. Right. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Pretty and that good. comes into play too. Yep. Absolutely. We've got probably a minute and a half or so uh, to our first break. So let me let me just ask you this. Um, how did you decide to do a radio show? And we'll talk more about this at, oh, after the break. Sure. Yeah, I think for me, uh, one of the things that I was looking at was when I when I said, okay, I've got my business, I've got my model, I've got my plan here, I really need to get out there and start doing something a little bit different because I had researched people out there that were doing career coaching. A lot of it was very tactical stuff, you know, how to write a resume, how to do this, you know, how to interview. And I felt, you know, we really need something a little bit different and more impactful out there. I really want to get to the heart of why people do what they do. And I think that's part of some of the life coaching out there. 
And I said, you know, it'd be great to actually interview people who have had struggles like me so people could kind of hear and see it and interview some, some prominent people and say, wow, these people put their pants just on the same way that we do. And I felt it was a great opportunity to get out there and, and talk to people and interview people. So uh, it was really a uh, really good opportunity to get out there and do something a little bit different. And it, it's taken off. It's been very well. It's been a great experience so far. That's great. We are with Joe Rychowski here on Success Profiles Radio this week. We will come back after the break, and we will discuss more about his radio show. We will discuss his career as a speaker, and we'll discuss career development and advice. You have yourself a wonderful uh, time, and we will come right back in a minute or two. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves the smart guy. Smartguy.com. This is the TokiNet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Joe Rychowski, career development expert. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Brian K. Wright. You can find me on Facebook. I've got a fan page called Success Profiles Radio. You can also find me on LinkedIn. You can also download and subscribe to the show for free on iTunes. Uh, any reviews, uh, subscriptions to the show would be highly appreciated. I also do have a book writing coaching program. So if you have a nonfiction book going on in your head that you think you'd like to write, I'd love to explore that possibility with you. You can email me, brian at briankwright.com. We can set up a discovery session and see if this is something that I can help you with. I'm very excited to help you on your journey if that's something you'd like to do. So, Joe, 
we talked very briefly about your radio show before the break. It's a career-focused show. Tell us more about it, and why did you start it? Well, I think, you know, for me, um, it was getting out there and trying to put myself out there outside my comfort zone. I, you know, I did all the research on career development and career coaches that were out there, and, and I felt so many people were tactical. They really just did resume writing, a little bit of networking, interviewing skills, how to write a cover letter. And I felt, you know, I think it's a great opportunity to dig deeper and find out what makes people do what they do and, and to give people a little bit more layer of confidence. And I felt by getting out there and interviewing people who are, let's say, CEOs, maybe entrepreneurs, or even just a, a manager of, of a call center to kind of find out what makes people tick and what were some successes and challenges in the careers and hopefully we give people confidence. And it just started out by saying, hey, I don't have a website just yet, but I got to get out there and start doing something. And I wanted to make a little bit of noise and bang the drum. And I said... Boy, a radio show would be great. So we did some research and, and found a way to actually uh, broadcast a show. And it was, uh, it was basically the rest is history. It was a fun start, a very, very scary being out of my comfort zone, you know, me hearing sure. my voice and, and talking and everything, but it was great. So it was, um, it was a good, good start. That's great. So what kinds of guests do you have on your show? So I have anyone from you know, corporate CEOs to entrepreneurs. And originally I started out by having some local folks, and that's the best way to start. And... Um, you know, I had some people who were business owners and entrepreneurs, and then I guess it was one day back in July, I was on Twitter, and I noticed that Susan Bennett, who is the voice of Siri uh, for Apple's iPhone, started following me on Twitter. So I followed her and said, hmm, this is interesting. This is another moment, and this is another sign. And I actually sent her a message on Twitter saying, hey, I'd love to interview. I've got this career show. I'm looking to start interviewing some prominent people about how they got their start, what were successes and challenges. Um, and she messaged me and said, hey, great, here's my email address. And I was surprised, like right away, within an hour, she had messaged me. And so I emailed her that night when I got home and uh, said, this is what I'd like to do. It's an interview segment. This is how it would work. And I didn't hear anything. And then I, I kept um, emailing her like every week and called and left some messages. And then finally, about two months later, never gave up. I finally got a reply saying she had gotten sick and she was ill and had been out of touch for a while. And she said, let's set it up and let's do it. And I said, great. And then from, from there, I started getting some other guests who was able to say, hey, I had the voice of Siri, you know, Susan Bennett on. I'd like to get you on now. And it just sort of grew from there. So I had the American Red Cross CEO Gail McGovern on about a month ago. And that show basically went viral around the world to all the Red Cross locations and so many people in the nonprofit industry have had people like Nathan Lacco, who's a CEO and entrepreneur of a, of a small startup company, and uh, had some uh, prominent TV show personalities like Lenny DePaul from Amy's Manhunters, uh, Peter Pasternak from Amy's Flip This House, just people in different industries, and really trying to find out okay how they get their start, what were some successes and challenges, and and how do they how they do what they do, and it's it's been a great experience so far, and I've learned a lot from so many people. That's great. What do you think are some of the greatest challenges people when when looking for work or trying to figure out what they really want to do? Yeah, I think one of the biggest challenges people really don't know and have a, a really good sense of, of what they want to do. Uh, you know, and for example, if somebody let's say gets laid off like myself, okay, what do I want to do next? Really not sort of planning for that. And, and I found interviewing these folks a lot of times an opportunity came in front of them and they took it. And I think a lot of times uh, we're not really prepared for that next opportunity. It's there, we don't really see it, and sometimes you got to take that risk and jump off the cliff and, and, and do it. So I think that's one thing. I also think 
uh, confidence. People don't seem to have a lot of a lot of confidence in themselves, uh, and the people I've interviewed have really good confidence in themselves, and that's how they were able to progress in their career. But as I got a lot of feedback from people saying, "Wow, I wish I could be so confident," I started hearing these feedback from from people posting things about the show, saying, "This is a great show. I learned a lot. Got a lot of confidence boosters from listening to Gail McGovern about how she struggled. That's like me." And you can see their confidence start going through the roof. So you know, people need to have more confidence. And I also think too, just the whole you know networking aspect of it. You know, meeting different people. So many people think networking is just about getting to the next job, but it's about building your power base. Because sometimes you might need somebody to help on a project, and it's a great way to reach out to people for different things. And they can help you, and you can help them. It's a great way of reciprocity. Wow, that's that's really great. So how do you help people figure out their mission? So uh, yeah, that's a great question. So basically wh what I typically do is I have different programs that really help people. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching or I have career programs. And usually the, fir the first session I do is I, I help people try to find out their why. And that's one of the hardest things is why are you here on this planet? What is it that you're meant to do? And it's a very loaded question for people and it scares the heck out of them. And what I typically say is let's just start figuring out what are some things you like to do? You know, what are you passionate and what do you love? And we take it a step further and say, okay, what can you see yourself doing every single day? If you saw yourself working you know, 18 hours, 20 hours a day, what would get you excited? And you start to see the wheels turn a little bit. And they say, oh, I'd like to do nursing or I'd like to actually be a lawyer. And you start to see them light up. So you can start to see what gets them excited by what they're saying. And then you start really kind of reeling them in. So they're on this big lane highway. Imagine like a six-lane highway. And you want to get them down to really a two-lane highway. Say, okay, you've got five or six things that you really love, your passion, you can see yourself doing. What truly are they? So I make them do some research about those areas. So, for example, I had one client recently who wanted to uh, look at going into nursing. And then she actually said, well, maybe I should get into IT. And then maybe I should actually get into accounting. So three whole different aspects or three whole different industries. And I said, I think the best thing to do here is do some research. Find out if these are really truly things that you're so passionate about that you, you basically are up each night thinking about new ways to do things. And I had her come back and, and do that exercise. She said, yeah, I thought about the accounting. That's not me. So we narrowed it down to two things, and that's where we're going. So it all starts by finding out what is your why, you know, why are you here, what are you meant to do, what are you meant to serve people with, and then start narrowing it down from there once you start picking some areas and you can really reel them in and, and have them do the research is good because you can see you know, their nonverbals and you can see when they're talking to you, you know, what excites them and what doesn't excite them about it, and, and that's the best way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I, I know there's research out there that says that the vast majority of your success in a career is related to people skills, and a very small part of that is based on technical skills, yet right. we tend to spend a lot of our time in the career development industry teaching technical stuff and figuring out that. So is, is personality stuff, people skills stuff a part of what you do as well? Yeah, that, that's a huge part of what I do, and I think that's what separates me from from the people out there, and where I bring that competitive advantage and that that advantage is that you know I see so many people out there and they're doing wonderful things. You know, they're helping people build really great resumes and, and networking, but it's a lot of those tactical skills, a lot of technical skills, and and what I find with most people is most of the the challenges and problems they have are, are really those people skills. Or really, it's all in their head. You know, you should be leading with your heart, not necessarily your head, and. If you really boil it down and ask those sort of life coaching questions with people saying, hey, you know, well, what about that scares you? And, and it kind of jars them a little bit because they're not really expecting that. They're expecting more of a how do I interview question or how do I network? And you get in there and say, okay, what's, what scares you about this? Or how could you see yourself uh, being successful in this position? 
and you really get them thinking and it really starts to change their mentality a little bit. And, and there's confidence booster things I do, do a lot of, uh, do a lot of tactical stuff like practice interviewing, but a lot of the stuff is, is those people skills that you want to work on and really get people focused on, on where they want to be. And, and that's the huge part of it. Exactly. Now, when people are out looking for their next opportunity, whether it's finding a job, whether it's finding business as a, as a business owner, networking is a very, very important skill. What are some of your favorite strategies for doing this? Yeah, I think, you know, for networking, I, I have a goal every year, each business quarter, I attend two networking events. And so many people will go to like one trade show a year, or they might do this, and they might do that. But you know, part of your goal should be always to network. And I think when you set that foundation of you know, every business quarter, whatever your goal is, maybe two or three uh, trade shows or networking events, and there's a lot of free things out there, uh, you definitely want to do that, because it really steps up your game, you meet new people, interact with people and you could find somebody who might lead you to your next job or if you have a potential idea you might meet a venture capitalist you might meet a banker who could help you finance if you're an entrepreneur or you, you could meet somebody that might need some help and you can give back and and I think that's the best way to go is really set some clear goals with what you want to do networking wise and I think it's a good thing to get out there two or three times to go to a networking event even if it's a small mixer with a, a few people and then also to uh, some of the larger trade shows where you can meet a lot of people. That's just one of my favorite things to do. And I think also, too, um, you know, get out there on, on LinkedIn. So many people use LinkedIn just to kind of connect with people. There's a lot of great research and networking opportunities out there on LinkedIn. I think it's one of the most untapped uh, areas of social media. So many people use you know, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. But LinkedIn's a great source to connect with people, to find you know, help on articles or something you might be working on. Let's say it's an IT uh, problem and there's people out there you can just simply uh, research there by, by putting in the search bar and finding you know, somebody who has that experience and you can connect with them that way. So I've done a lot of online connecting. I think those are the two biggest strategies that really lead me to a lot of people. And you know, when I go to trade shows too, I mean, a lot of us uh, collect the business cards and we probably have hundreds and hundreds of business cards and stacks uh, sitting on our desk. And what do we do with them? They just, uh, they just sit there and they collect us. So what I typically try to do is I, I keep them in piles of people who I met. And I put a little sticky on top and say, you know, these are people I, I met at this show. These are people I met at that show. And then typically if there's room on the back of the card, I say, you know, John Smith, uh, he's a great source for um, IT infrastructure or Sally Smith is great for web design. So that way I can kind of remember, you know, who I met and how I might be able to help them or they can help me as well. So it's a great way to, to sort of really connect with people because, like I said, we pick up our business card and we say, great, great to meet you. Thank you so much. And you never really hear from them again. And, and I like to send a follow-up after a networking event saying, hey, you know, Bob, it was great to meet you. Uh, pleasure to meet you. Maybe we can have coffee sometime. So a little bit of coffee talk uh, goes a long way as well if you have some time to, to meet somebody and connect with. Uh, and it's all about just yeah. connecting. Absolutely. So how do you make that connection? Let's just say that – Let's just say that you and I see each other across the room and right. you decide to approach me. What, how does that conversation go for you in a networking situation? Yeah, usually I, I'm the type in the past I wouldn't probably start the conversation. I'd be the guy sort of in the corner of the room sort of scared, sort of looking at my phone. But now I pretty much um, get out there and I make eye contact. I see you across the room and I, I come up and have a warm smile and you know, extend my hand and say, hi, my name is Joe. How are you? And you are you know, Brian. And what do you do? And I kind of ask the person what they do and what they like about the event and just sort of that kind of icebreaker and idle chit-chat in the beginning and then kind of find, hey, we might have some you know, commonalities here. So we might be a good match for each other. If I'm looking for something, that person might be looking for something. And it's a great way to kind of start and talk about, hey, what are you enjoying about the convention or what are you enjoying about the event here? And it seems to make people feel a lot at ease and better. 
Absolutely. Some great questions there, Joe. My guest is Joe Rachowski. This is Success Profiles Radio. We will come right back after the break. Please stay with us, and we will talk more about career development, finding your purpose, and, and how to properly network. We'll be right back. To motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Joe Rychowski, career development expert. And we were talking about networking right before the break. And Joe, I want to ask you about the fears that uh, sometimes creep up when this situation happens. You think about being at the junior high dance or at the high school prom, and you don't want to be the first one to ask someone to dance. And so you, you just don't all night long. If that's how you're networking, you're not going to meet anybody. So how do you overcome the fear of meeting people at an event? Uh, that's a great question. And and I still have a lot of fear. You know, if I'm in front of a crowd, I was in front of a high school of 200 students um, last week in central uh, Philadelphia, and it was an overwhelming experience. But, you know, what I say to people is the best way to do it is just jump, you know, jump in, you know, have the faith and have the confidence and, and do some breathing exercises and just jump in because there's great opportunities there to help somebody or even, you know, get yourself some help that you might be looking for. So, um, you know, I, I just say, you know, practice makes perfect really is what I do. You keep practicing, you get the repetition. Um, you know, when I go to a networking event in my mind, I say, okay, there's probably gonna be two or three people I'd like to meet. And I sort of play it in my mind a little bit, do some visualization and it really helps me uh, get the confidence I need to kind of get going there. But yeah, there's still always fear. You know, if you meet a big time CEO or, or somebody like that, uh, it, it's a little bit scary, but now I just kind of jump in and say, okay, what's the worst that's going to happen? The guy's going to give me his business card or he might not shake my hand and walk away and that's it. And I think a lot of times the biggest fear is like rejection or we're just afraid of what might happen. But you really don't know what's going to happen until you get in there and just do it and just say, hi, my name is Joe. How are you? Nice to meet you. And who are you? And you just start talking and usually it gets a lot easier from there. And it might be a little awkward at first, but you get through it. And the great thing is you meet somebody that can help. Exactly. That's right. Now, when I introduced you, there was something in the intro about the career triangle, which is a pretty innovative concept. Tell us about that. Right. So, you know, as I was looking at my career and I said, okay, what, what are areas that are really important? And, you know, most of the people out there do a lot of the tactical stuff. They do bits and pieces. I felt there are the really three 
three big areas that if you were to focus on your career, you'd have a very fulfilling career. You might have some problems and challenges like we all do, but if you focused on these three areas and you gave it their full attention, you should come out very, very well. And the first is obviously your career path. You know, what career path do you want to be on? Where do you want to go? Where do you see yourself going? So you've got to have a really strong career path, and that starts with that why. Uh, the second thing is personal development. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, as I said, when I was graduating college, I didn't want to pick up any more books. I threw my books out and stopped the learning process. You always have to learn no matter what. And I hear so many people say, oh, I know enough or I know everything. No, you don't. You're never going to know everything. And, you know, I read probably a book a week now. Uh, I'm re always reading articles, newspaper, researching stuff on the Internet and growing my mind. And personal development is very, very key. And especially if you're trying to do something. For example, when I tried to start my website, I didn't know anything about web design. I did some research, and it gave me the confidence to find somebody to help build my website. And I could talk a little bit of that language. It might not be perfect, but at least I was able to talk some of the language about uh, you know, setting things up. And then I think the third area, which is so keen critical that we miss is the whole uh, financial mastery of it. You know, our career is really where our money comes from and that's where the bills get paid and that's where we take our family vacations and so many of us are living paycheck to paycheck and I felt if you really focus on this area and figure out how you can pay down your debt and how you can save up money for emergency funds or for family vacations, put a system together that actually really works and helps people, um, it, it's a great thing. So if you focus on these three areas, these are sort of the, the three big areas of your of your career, uh, and I called it the career triangle because there's three sides to it. You really focus on these things and give it their all, set goals and things like that, you'll do very well in your career. Absolutely. That third piece, I think, is something that resonates with a lot of people, you know, financial responsibility, getting out of right. debt. So if someone is deep in debt, what do you think are the most productive, maybe two, three, four things that people can either start doing or stop doing? Well, I, I think the biggest thing is so many people right now spend more than what they earn. And, you know, I was talking to the students at a high school in Philly last week, and one of the stats I put up there was I put a $500 bill up on the screen. I said, what does this represent? And they thought, oh, maybe this is money you're going to give us or something like that. I said, no, I said, this represents 59% of the adult population has just $500 in savings right now. And that's not a 401k, that's in their savings account. And they were stunned by that. And, you know, they don't really understand the full concept of the money yet. They're just you know, getting ready to graduate high school and getting into the working world. And, and I said, you know, we've got to save. You know, I'm not saying you need to save every single penny, but we've got to do a better job at, at saving and, and not spending. So I think that's the biggest thing. And, you know, making a, a budget and doing a simple Excel spreadsheet is what I started doing because you really see what comes in and what comes out. Because so many people, you know, they get the receipt, they throw it in their car, and there's receipts in the car on the floor, you know, the seat, or there's re receipts all over your desk. And you got to get organized with it and get healthy with it and have a plan. And that's the other piece of it, too, is what's your plan? You know, how do you, what is your plan for the year to save money? Are you taking vacations? And especially for, you know, a spouse, like husband and wife or significant other, um, you want to have what I call an executive meeting once a week where you sit down for 15, 20 minutes and go over the financials and say, okay, where are we at this week? What bills are due? What do we have, you know, in the emergency savings account if something happens? And it's a very good way to sort of be connected and communicate, you know, with your spouse or significant other and says, hey, this is where we are. This is our health picture of our, our finances. And, you know, yeah, we're, we're struggling here with this area. We need to actually pay this down or we need to actually save a little bit more. And I think the biggest thing I tell people, too, is, is to when you get your first paycheck, you really want to start saving money. You want to at least save 10% of your paycheck. Pay yourself first. I was always under the impression of you got to pay down your debt, pay down your debt. But you got to have an emergency fund set up. And, you know, if you, let's say, spend a little bit more on finance charges for a few months while you're actually paying yourself first, that's okay. It's not going to kill you or not going to really damage you too much. But you have to have that emergency savings up because in this day and age, 
people are not working those 30, 40 year careers. It's two, three, four years and sometimes even shorter. You know, things don't work out, you get laid off, you need some some money to get you by, to pay your bills. And if you don't, that's when you get in trouble and start racking up your debt. Exactly. And depending on which financial experts people choose to listen to, there are some that talk about reducing your expenses being the best way to go. There right. are others who believe in a more expansive, abundant universe who believe that expanding your income is much more empowering. Where do you lie on that plane? Yeah, I mean, I, I like to expand the income as well, too. So I think I'm kind of in the middle where I say you definitely want to, you know, pay down your debt. And and I've you know started to teach students that for me, you know, credit cards is emergency use only. If you can't really pay cash or use your debit card, then you really shouldn't be buying because you really need that second or third pair of shoes. You know, you should budget yourself accordingly. And it's not to say I'm, you know, the grumpy old man that says get off my lawn, but you want to get out there and actually um, be able to do great things and be able to take nice vacations with your family because to me those things go a long way. So I'm, I'm in the middle there where you do want to actually save and, and pay yourself first, but also too, you know, there's ways you can get past those streams of income. You know, you can outside of your 401k and I always tell people, how about the ways you can actually invest your money? You know, a CD is very simple or, you know, if you know stocks a little bit, invest your own personal money in, in some stocks, you know, find a financial planner that can help you with that and educate you a little bit and then get in there and actually uh, do some investing and take some risk and see what happens because you can build up some net worth uh, very easily there and very quickly. Yeah, or even starting your own business on the side could be exactly turned out to be something really great. That could end up being the thing that you're meant to do with your life. Yeah, exactly. There's there, people get paid for blogs. I mean, I, I was amazed when I started researching this stuff that you know people get paid hundreds and thousands of dollars for even doing some simple blogs. And there's people that do uh, some knitting and they do some artwork stuff on the side. And it's a great way to kind of get in there. If you're not really sure where you want to go, it's a great way to get in there, get a little extra income, you know, coming in. People still sell stuff on eBay, you know, those drop shipment stores, and that's that's a great thing as well. So it's a Another way to get some additional income coming in where it doesn't take too much time to do it. Yeah. Let's move on to something else because there's something else I do want to ask. For those people listening who own businesses or are in management positions or leadership positions, let's talk about employee development because that's so important. If you don't develop your employees, uh, they're not going to be as useful to you as they possibly could be. So what are some things you recommend in terms of developing the staff that you already have? Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing that's that's missing out there right now, and it's sort of um, you know, there but not great, is, is the communication. Uh, you know, from from top down. And I always prided myself in communication, letting my staff know exactly where I stood on things. Um, so many managers really don't have that sort of daily meeting in the morning or at the start of the shift. And I started doing that probably halfway through my career when I realized, you know, I need to pick up a communication here. I need to engage my employees more. And that's what employees are looking for. They're looking for the communication, the recognition, things like that. So I started with a 15-minute power meeting to tell my team, hey, this is our stats on the previous day. We didn't do so well. Or we did great. Here's where we need to fix this day. There's the problems out there. Here's a status on where things are, and let's get to it. And it was a great way to sort of set the day up for success. And I think so many people miss that opportunity. You know, having the, the weekly staff meeting, if you can, if, if that permits in your work environment, some are, you know, uh, twice a month staff meetings, but you got to commit to those staff meetings and then give people the information that they need. And, and obviously, too, you know, in the one-on-one sessions, you got to have one-on-ones with your staff and you got to find out what their challenges and problems are. Because so many people go into the one saying, hey, you're doing a great job, or hey, work on this, work on that, great. And it, it's it's kind of cookie cutter or just sort of what I call coffee talk. Yeah, get in there and say, okay, you know, Sally, you know, I, I've noticed you're slacking your performance here. What's going on? What can I help you with? And yes, those open-ended questions, it's amazing the kind of answers you get. And then you got to take action on it and say, okay, Sally's indicating she's not sure how to work the system or she's really not sure how to answer this question when the customers call in. Well, let's get her some training on it. So, Sally, we're going to take you to the training department, get you some training on it, and that way you get better. And, and those are the ways to do it. And I think, you know, the simple thank you. So many people 
um, they send emails, you know, hey, thanks for a great job today, and it's a mass sort of email to the team. I go up and personally thank people. You know, when I was at yeah. uh, uh, high school last week, I had 200 kids, and I wa- as soon as I got done, I walked up the door and shook every one of their hands, and it stunned them. But I'm like, you know, I want to thank them for, for watching me and listening to me, and hopefully they got a benefit. And I feel like that goes a long way, and that's just being very genuine. Absolutely. And, and when I speak at schools, and if the school has, you know, purchased a book for every student in the audience, I offer to sign every single one of them. And right. they're, they're, they're floored by that. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So let me ask you this. I mean, I know you do speaking and you run workshops. In terms of team building, staff development, do you do team building exercises? I mean, do you make these events experiential? I, I do. And, and I haven't done a lot right now, but I, you know, the, the events I, I typically do are just really getting the teams gelled together with communication because a lot of what I find in the teams are this person doesn't like that person. This person, you know, got upset with this person last week because they said something behind their back. And it's a lot of, a lot of you know, sort of canny things that, that people do. So I really try to bust them out of that, that mentality. You're never going to fix every single thing. You know, people aren't always going to like each other because of certain things. And that's okay. But as long as there's mutual respect there. And, and you know, I start really by doing communication um, exercises. And, and one of the fun things I sometimes do in team buildings is I, I tell people, one of the activities or icebreakers that you're going to do is you're not able to talk. You have to actually organize yourself in a straight line by your birth month and birth date in order, in date order, not by year, but just by birth date month. And you can't talk and you can do signals and stuff like that, but it's an amazing way to get people to communicate. And you'd find that it takes them 20 minutes and most of the time they, they get it right. And sometimes they're off a little bit and, and you see them kind of light up when they're sort of having fun and, and hand gesturing and, getting a little frustrated with each other, but it's very playful and very fun. And I do those simple things to up to uh, you know, broken glass walks or empowering things where people break boards and, and uh, bigger things like firewalks where people walk over 1,200-degree uh, hot coals to get an amazing experience. Yeah. that Wow. You also do glass walks, right? Yes, broken glass where you walk bare feet on, on glass. And I did that for the high school last week, and it was amazing uh, when they saw that, and I was happy to happy to do that for them. Was it painful? What are people's reactions usually before and after this? Well, they're shocked because they say, how is somebody able to you know, walk on broken glass? And typically what I do is I pick up a piece or two and kind of show them. I don't let them hold it and say, hey, this is broken glass. And I uh, take a little brush and swish it around. They hear it and they're like, oh, my gosh. And they're kind of freaked out. Like, what is this guy doing? What's the point of this? And, and I kind of build it up a little bit. And one of the things I explain is walking over broken glass, um, you can do very successfully – and it's all about paying attention. There's a metaphor there. It's all about paying attention in your career, in your life, to you know the things that are you know poking you or might you know hurt you a little bit. So if you feel a piece of glass that might be a little sharp or kind of is, is sort of there underneath, you sort of swoosh it aside or step to the other side a little bit and you know step on a comfortable piece that might be a little bit more comfortable and not as painful. And you know that's the way you pay attention to things in life because you're always going to have so many things coming at you. And, you know, if you don't pay attention, you could really fall into trouble. And it's a great metaphor for showing them that. And they saw how I kind of walked and meandered around about six feet, and they were, uh, they were loving it. That's great. We are coming up on our final break. I cannot believe how quickly the show is going. My guest is Joe Rachelski. We'll be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. To motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. 
you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep, I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. According to state troopers, here's what not to do when you get pulled over. Don't be a lachrymist and start crying right away. It doesn't help. But if you're under 20, crying won't be held against you. Don't ask for a break. And don't yell or start any argy-bargy. And one trooper said, if they're going to flirt with me to get out of a ticket, it would probably insult my intelligence. But unfortunately, I don't get hit on all that often. So flirting or being a gill flirt won't work. Did you know that 15% of all drivers get 76% of all traffic tickets? And the odds of winning if you challenge a traffic ticket in court are 1 in 3. So what should you do when you get pulled over for speeding? Be courteous to the officer and most of all, be honest. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Joe Rachowski, career development expert. So, Joe, let me ask you, when you are helping people find their purpose, find their career, help them find what they're meant to do, what do you think stops people from achieving that? I think the biggest thing that stops them is their limiting beliefs. You know, we have so many things in our lives that are built up since we were little. You know, when we're little... Uh, really, if you think about it, unstoppable because what happens is as a baby, you know, as we start to grow up, you know, we touch that hot stove and then we learn, oh, you can't touch that hot stove. It's very hot. Or we go near the electrical socket and explore a little bit and we're exploratory and we feel like, uh, you know, nothing really, uh, nothing really stops us. And then we start getting all these limiting beliefs. You know, you're told you can't do this, you can't do that. And I think we, we just build it up over time and it's this big bucket and this big heavy weight that's on us where, we, we just get lack of confidence and we just don't feel that we're, we're good enough to, to do things yet when we are. And, and one of the things I've learned is, you know, all we ever need is within us. And it really is true because if you really get into your heart and get out of your head, you'll find you have the confidence to do it. So limiting beliefs are, we have so many different ones. I think that's the biggest thing that stops people. Yeah. Do you find that worthiness issues are at the forefront of all of that? Thinking people that they don't think they're good enough? Oh, absolutely. And it comes in even with, with salary negotiations, too, in the career. So many people say, oh, you know, this is great. You know, I have the confidence, but am I really worthy? Is this really meant for me? And, you know, people think, oh, if I, if I say it's meant for me and I go for, you know, the big bucks, uh, you know, I'm not a good person. But, no, the universe is out there to, to set you up for success. You just got to go out there and put it out there and just be open and say, you know, this is my time. This is my opportunity. I'm ready for it. And when you do that, you should have all the confidence uh, in the world to go out there and ask for the salary that you want. And it might be a little scary, but sometimes you make those mistakes and you move forward and learn from it. Yeah. I have heard that there is much less competition for the upper level jobs than there are for the lower level jobs. Do you think that's true? 
There is because if, if you if I were to look in my career where I hired for let's say management positions, I would probably get anywhere from 200 to 300 resumes for let's say a call center manager position. Where in uh, other areas of companies where I work for director level positions, you might get 50 to 60 to maybe 100. So you get a little bit less competition. I think there's still a lot of people out there. Uh, you, you get a lot more resumes than in the past, but I would agree with that. You would see a lot more at the sort of entry level or the middle management level. Absolutely. So. Having a coach, having a mentor is extremely important. Uh, you do coaching. So yep. let me ask you this. What do you believe is the most important thing about having a coach or a mentor? I think the most important thing is, is to have multiple mentors because there's so many aspects of, of your life. And I probably have – I created uh, – one of my uh, goals for the new year was to create a sort of what I call mentor or uh, a, a group of advisor, like an advisory board around me that were mentors that can help me with things. Obviously getting into my business and doing different things I've never done before. Having a group of people that surround you that is kind of your power base that really helps you is key. Because I think so many people go into life and have maybe one mentor and then the mentor might go away. Uh, have you know five or six mentors. It's, it's almost like a board of directors for yourself and you have it in different areas. I mean, you might have a life coach that helps you with life situations with your family, a financial coach, career coach, things like that. And you can kind of call upon these people for help if you need it. And they're just a simple text or phone call or message, you know, through Facebook away. And it's, it's a great thing. So I think the key is have, have multiple mentors. You know, six is pretty good. You might not talk to them all the time, but don't limit yourself on that. Have, have multiple mentors. Exactly. Who are some of your favorite mentors? Gosh, there's definitely a lot out there. Um, I think Tony Robbins is, um, you know, is a huge mentor of mine. Uh, when I started this personal development journey, you know, he's definitely out there. Um, one of my uncles who passed away just recently was was one of my mentors. He always, uh, his uncle Mike, and passed away of uh, pancreatic cancer almost uh, two years ago. And he was very good with kids and always had a kind heart. And it really kind of got me in a sense of always giving back. So one of the things I do every year is to the boys and girls clubs as we donate toys and I dress up kind of as Santa Claus with a red suit, uh, not full gear, but you know, kind of get back to, to kids and it's a great way to, to serve people. And uh, so he was one of my mentors and obviously my parents. My parents are, are, are great people. Um, you know, they're, they're always parenting me now and it's, it's a great thing. But, uh, yeah. you know, we looked at them for a lot of success and, and you can learn a lot. So many people sort of avoid the parents and say, oh, I don't want any more advice. And it's, it's tough, but it, it, it's good to, to learn from them. They've got a lot of life experiences. Exactly. Now, you do one-on-one -on -one career coaching. What's involved in that? Yeah, so I do one-on-one -on -one career coaching. So typically what's involved, it's, it's a finite number of sessions because with, with coaching, you really want to get people to where they, where they want to go and then get them set up for success where they don't have to rely on you. I think that's one of the, the biggest problems with the you know, personal development industry or the, uh, the coaching industry that's out there right now is you know people are, are really in a way bled to death by hey get into this program well I want to upsell you on that program and it's fine to do that if it really fits the bill for that person but you want to have a finite number of sessions and say hey this is where we're going to go we're going to have four sessions eight sessions and they do a complimentary session with people to kind of find out and calibrate where they are and see where we want to go and and then kind of get a movement because you want to get them powered up to really be on their own so they can make decisions on their own and sometimes they come to me they're just a little bit off and they're they're lacking confidence, but if you get them going where they are, uh, it's, it's a great thing, and they can power up themselves and turn the switch on just like that, and it's, it's a great thing. Yeah. Now, you help people with resume writing, interview coaching, branding. How, yeah. do, you help people, how do you help people uh, establish a personal brand? Right, and that's the, one of the big trends in the last five years that's really started to take place. And what I tell people is, so when, when you come to me 
for coaching, you have these these one-on-one sessions. Each week is a different focus. So week one is typically your why, where you at, let's calibrate. And then we get into you know, week two, where do you want to go? Let's do some research. And week three is typically, okay, now let's find out where you need to be. Let's look at your resume. Let's start doing some of the tactical stuff. And and so basically, you know, kind of getting people, um, you know, really kind of going in the way is is sort of, you know, just asking them a lot of questions and getting them to tell me where exactly, where where, where do they want to go? What do they want to do? And it's a great way to, to say to them, hey, you, know, you really need to know where you're going. You already have that in you. Yeah. Following up is something that is really, really crucial. Do you find that people don't do as much of that as they should? They don't. And I think a lot of times we get very reactive in our careers. You know, we really, um, we really are sort of passive when it comes to our careers. But, you know, when we want to take that family vacation or we want to go out to dinner, you know, we're right on it. We're planning the next trip. You know, we're, we're so proactive with it. You know, we know the date and time, the time we're leaving. And so many people, um, you know, in their uh, careers, they don't do a lot of proactive planning. And that's what I teach people is you got to be proactive. You got to look for signs, you know, look at industry trends that are out there, you know, look at what your company's annual reports are saying. And you don't need to know all the gory details, but get a feel for what's going on. Listen on the, the earnings call to see what the company's saying, you know, because you might, you might hear something interesting and you pick up on that and, you know, might say, oh, you know, I'm really not sure where this company's going. They have earnings losses the last couple quarters. Might be time for me to find my, my job, a new job, a new career. And I teach people that. Be proactive versus reactive. And that all sets you up for a long way. And you might not always be able to, to be proactive because you never know what's, what's going to happen. But if you can put yourself in, a, in the driver's seat instead of the passenger seat, that's, that's a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what was I going to ask you next? Oh, how can people link up with you if they want to learn more about that? Sure. So the easiest thing to do is just go to my website. All my social media and phone numbers and emails on there. So it's joewoo.com. It's J-O-E-W-O-O.com. You can email me at joe at joewoo.com uh, and I get the messages you know, on my phone laptop and I'm very responsive with things and that's the easiest way to uh, to get in touch with me. J-O-E-W-O-O dot com. Yep. Joewoo.com. Six letters. Very easy to remember. <laughs> very nice. And you mentioned to me before the show that you wanted to do something special for our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you know, I'd love to give away a uh, free complimentary uh, career session. So if anyone's interested in that, um, I think we can definitely do that. I'd love to help somebody out and give back. Um, so I can uh, post something out there on social media and uh, pick a, pick somebody that might uh, might benefit. Joe at JoeWoo.com. Yep. Very good. Let me ask you a couple things that are unrelated to this whole entire topic because I want to get have our audience get to know you a little bit better. What's the scariest thing you've ever done, Joe? Wow, scariest thing I've ever done. That's a, that's a very good question. There's a lot of um, a lot of scary things. Um, I would probably say one of the, scar- the scariest things I ever did was I took a public speaking course in college, and part of the final was getting up and speaking in front of 1,500 people, and that was one of the probably scariest experiences I ever remember. And I got up on stage and I and I froze, and I still pulled it together and did very, very well, but there was about 10 seconds where I just looked at the crowd and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And just clicked mm-hmm. on me and said, okay, I got to do this. So that was probably one of the scariest things I ever did because we, we don't always like public speaking, but I say, hey, this is my moment in time. Let's do this. Wow. That's great because it, it's a very valuable skill. Everyone has yeah. to use it somehow. Absolutely. Yeah. If you had a chance to meet the 18-year-old version of yourself, what would you tell him? Wow, that's a great question too. I would tell my 18-year-old self, take risks. You know, it's okay to take risks, make mistakes, and and fall flat on your face, but just get right back up and and get to it again. And I think when I was 18, you know, sometimes I didn't take risks and I would fall down and stay down for a little bit. But you know, take risks and fall down flat on your face, make those mistakes, and get back up again. 
Okay, here's the question I ask everyone toward the end of the show. Who inspires and motivates you? Who inspires and motivates me? Uh, my family, you know, my wife and kids, I think, are really my, my biggest inspiration. Uh, you know, every, every day, you know, wake up with them and get them dressed for school. They're in such a, a fabulous, uh, you know, mode. They're, they're playful. They're joyful. And, you know, my wife, too. I mean, we have just a wonderful relationship. It's a wonderful family. And it's, you know, so exciting to kind of wake up in the morning. Kids come in. You hear the little footsteps. And they're just so, so full of energy. And they just inspire me to do better. That's what really drives me. And that's part of my why. Fantastic. Less than two minutes until the end, Joe. Any final thoughts you'd like to share with us? Yeah, I think, you know, the biggest thing is as, as we you know, go through our lives and careers, we have so much, you know, fear. Don't let fear stop you. You know, let, uh, let yourself run wild and take those risks out there. Uh, don't be afraid. You know, you're going to fall flat on your face. You're going to make mistakes. And that's all part of life. Um, but, you know, don't, don't stay down. You know, that's the key, as I tell people, because so many people get down, they get down in that funk and, they get depressed and they're they're sort of unmotivated for months. And I've seen people years on end get right back up and get to it again. Because uh, w- once you do that, uh, you'll find that success is right around the corner. Because life is sometimes teaching you a lesson about something. You know, it's telling you you got to give it more effort. Or uh, if you fall down, you might not be going down the right path. Shift yourself five or six degrees this way, and you know what? There's the answer right there. And and that's the that's the biggest thing. Absolutely, biggest mistake you ever made. Biggest mistake I ever made was um, there was a uh, time that I actually was offered a potential uh, job within the company and I declined it and I was very uh, scared, filled with fear. It was a marketing position and they said I just don't have the skill set for that and I'll never regret that. And the person that actually got the position uh, took wonderful trips around the country for the financial institution and they really got a lot of experience and they got promoted. So that was one of the biggest uh, regrets I had. Mm-hmm. Final positive thought. Final positive thought is just just be yourself, and you know as I said earlier, all you need is within you now. So you know, be yourself, be confident, uh, and just get out there and, and do what you're meant to do. And you, you have everything inside of you that you need. You don't need to look externally for that validation or for somebody to tell you, hey, it's going to be okay. You already know that. And you know basically, um, all you have to do is just get out there and put yourself out there, and the universe is there for you. All right. Thank you so much, Joe, for being on the show. My guest was Joe Rychowski. This is Success Profiles Radio. We're here every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview the most successful and interesting people in the world, learn about their journeys, what they overcame, uh, how they became successful, and how they righted their path uh, to success. So come back next week and join us, and we will see you then. Until then, have yourself a beautiful week. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how